welcome to the Mindset Mashup. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, TV host on Extra, master brand strategist, author on gratitude, and co-founder of Mindset Programs. And I dig deep to bring you closer to your best life in this lively, unfiltered, and heart-centered podcast. The Mindset Mashup is a compilation of real talks focused on epic mindset rituals and routines to help you get after your passion and potential. Tune in each Monday for inspirational guests who reveal their mindset must to help you optimize what matters most, self-love, impact, fulfillment. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mindset Mashup. I'm really excited about my next guest, Amanda Robbins, business strategy coach and corporate culture transformation facilitator. How about that for an intro? By the way, also super smart, super cool. Got her BA from Michigan State, studied marketing and business, and then went on to get an MBA from San Diego State University in the study of business admin and marketing specialization. I mean, she's just super smart, super accomplished, and lives on a steady diet of soul food. There was something about this conversation that from the moment that I hit record, we just dove in so deeply and, you know, we've never met. We've exchanged just a couple of emails and one or two Facebook messages. And so just be able to be a fly on the wall in this conversation. It feels like it's two girlfriends who are quite close, very comfortable, and just having a really candid conversation, which is, as I think you know how I like to do it around here, but she was ready to play ball at the exact same level. And when I meet someone who's just so emotionally smart and heart wide open, and I mean, literally, she describes her wow factor in life, which is like her X factor, her innate, you know, skill set, is she sprinkles joy and happiness and light on people. I mean, she truly brightens people's day and it is her mission in life. But what I love the most, and there's so many nuggets in this conversation all the way to the end, and it is a long one, but I didn't want to cut it, cut anything because I figure some of you long haulers are going to hang on everywhere because there's just so much gold here. Whereas before I hit record, I said, you know, my gosh, Amanda, you're so accomplished. I mean, when your husband Jarek was on the show, we talked mostly about, you know, how he met you and your relationship and all the routines and rituals that you guys have designed around how to optimize just such a beautiful quality of, of relationship and the standard that you guys have created for yourself and then inspired in others. You know, do you want to go there? And, and I was like, we could do money. We could do, you know, wealth mindset. We could do business strategies. We could do content marketing. I mean, there's just so much health. I mean, she's like, she, she's so healthy. I mean, <laughs> there's, mindful meditation. I could go on and on and on. And I get all this from stalking her on social media and by learning more about her as I was researching her pretty deeply before we got on this call. And she didn't even hesitate. She was like, gratitude. Let's talk gratitude. And I'm like, yes, it's my very favorite thing to discuss. I wrote the book on it years back called The Voice of Gratitude. And I have been cultivating, I think you guys know, my own mindset cultivation is around gratitude. I mean, when I slow down enough to become completely grateful for even the teeniest, tiniest, well, not even, especially the teeniest, tiniest things in my life, that's when everything just 
works out and all the things that might have stressed me out or had me, quote, too busy, they just dissolve into a sea of everything is okay. And like, literally, as I said that just now, I took a deep breath because sometimes we just need to slow it all down. Or maybe it's me. (laughs) No, I have a feeling it's all of us. Anyway, I know you're going to love this chat and I'm really honored that she took the time to stop by and I can't wait for you to get to know her. So without further ado, please meet the beautiful inside and out Amanda Robbins. Amanda Robbins has joined the Mindset Mashup. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Honestly, I was just sharing with you, obviously, before we hit record of how this all came to be. And it's because I was privileged to have a conversation on this podcast with your husband, Jarek Robbins. And that is now, it still remains one of the top three biggest downloads of all time. And I, I was just telling you, like, I fell in love with you through him, through researching him and, and then learning more about you through social media and then LinkedIn. And I'm like, oh my God, she's beautiful. She radiates joy. She's super smart. She's educated. I mean, she loves the animals. I'm like, okay, I need to know you and have you on the podcast. So really, Mm -hmm. thank you for being here because you came with a big runway, I think, of just a lot of value, I would say, you've already given my life. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. It's my pleasure. And it's so funny because there's so many things that we could chat about because you're a true expert in so many fields around mindset because that is truly everything for me. And But it's how we get there, right? How we optimize it. And we're going to talk today about gratitude, which is like my favorite thing to talk about. And I'm so excited to dig into this with you. But I want to start like, you know, just like let's let everyone get a chance to know you. I want to just start with like, you know, where you grew up and what that was like and how it brought you to where you are today, full circle, but like the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in a small town in Michigan, (laughs) always (laughs) wanting to be from the bigger town, the bigger city. It's right in between Ann Arbor and Detroit, Michigan. So the background is Midwest girl, basically always wanting to move to California and which I did and always wanting to go and travel the world and countries and cultures. And so I moved overseas for three years in Asia and studied business there. And then I came back home and I told my mom I was coming back home and she's like, well, well, where are you? And I was like, in San Diego. And she's like, well, that's not home. Come home. (laughs) So I've always kind of been like on the go and wanting to travel the world. And I lived in San Diego, one of my dream like a place I always dreamed about living for a handful of years where I met my amazing husband, uh, who I'm very grateful for. Hmm. And, you know, now we're in Miami and along the way I've, I've built businesses, some crushed it and some didn't, which is fun. And I've helped others hmm. with their businesses and worked, you know, with fortune 500 companies and so forth. So business was, you know, threaded in there as well as studying people and culture and places and, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I love yoga. I do lots of yoga. I love eating healthy. I'm always cooking up something in the kitchen for friends and family, probably vegan. And now with all these other things, gluten-free, cage-free, (laughs) non-GMO. That's pretty much it. And just like love to laugh. And Jerk would tell you like probably starting a million businesses a day. It's just my creative, like that's a creative expression for me. If someone has a great idea, I'm like, let's take this to the world. So I think uh, I wasn't ever a cheerleader, I, but you would <laughs> think I was. Like people ask that all the time, like you must've been a cheerleader, but I'm like every person's biggest cheerleader just by default. I don't know where that came from. 
That's pretty much it. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, and- that's so not it. <laughs> There's so much in there. I'm going to unpack it all. Okay. And it's awesome because your husband, Jarek has a podcast that's newly launched a newer podcast called what the world needs more of. And you were his first guest. And I was telling you right before we hit record that I was just listening to that episode and it made me so tender and it made me feel like I really got to know your heart. And I remember him asking you a whole bunch of amazing questions, really simple questions that are profound if people take a moment to truly reflect and yeah. to be honest. And I could I could literally feel you. And, and then you explain later, yes, that's because it was actually happening in real time. I didn't even know he was going to be doing that. I no idea. <laughs> and I loved how authentic each one of your answers were, even when you would preface with, oh boy, okay. You know, because it was like, I'm going to have to really dig on this one because I know that I can be nothing less than completely honest. And so I will give it to you, but I might cry and that'll be okay. Anyway, so I highly recommend everyone head on, on over to listen to that podcast, What the World Needs More Of, and I'll put a link up after. But he asked you about your wow factor and I just loved it. And I was like, even more validation as to why A, I must know her and B, why I'm so excited that you're on the show because it echoes what you just said, which is you had mentioned something to the effect of your ability to light people up. And then he added and brighten people's day, you know, just to sprinkle love and sunshine everywhere you go and to just to really radiate happiness, which is what you do. And it just so perfectly aligns with wanting to talk about gratitude because my guess is, is that, you know, you don't get to gratitude just by snapping your fingers. I mean, you look for what I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you're looking for things to be grateful for, but how do you even begin to look for what you're grateful for if people just aren't grateful? You know what I mean? Like, where would you tell someone to start if they're just like, God, I wish that could be my wow factor. How does she do it? Yeah. How do I do it? <laughs> oh gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> so I mean, it's a, it's definitely a practice. I would say you have to know that one thing you just must know is that just like going to the gym or getting in shape or wanting to lose weight, it is so much easier to stay at home and sit on the couch and eat chips <laughs> versus go to the gym, do the cardio. Oh, it's maybe not so fun, but like, let's make it fun. Right. Or did do the bicep curls or the crunches. Oh my gosh, I just did so many crunches today. Like they hurt, it hurt. It will hurt to laugh tomorrow. <laughs> but like it wasn't easy, but it's, it's looking at like the future vision of where this is going to take me and building so much pleasure around that, even though it's hard that you have something to look forward to sitting on the couch and show chips. Like, what do you have to look forward to? Like eventually that will be a hospital bed. Like what you choose, right? Oh, so, yeah. I think the power of choice like in there and then as well is so when it comes to gratitude, the mind does the same thing. It is so much easier to go to negative when you really think about it. It's so much easier to just go to the negative than it is the positive. So that is, I guess it's a muscle I've built. And it's because in my life, like you talking about that episode, I get choked up thinking about Mm. it because in my life I've had such tragedy. And it wasn't like me. Well, it wasn't me, but it was someone I love, right. That, that was really struggling with mental health to a point that she tried to take her life. And that was extremely devastating. And when you think about like, wow, like if we really go down that path, here I am getting choked up. (laughs) If we go down that path, like it's going to put you in a hospital bed and it's going to have the people that love you and that you love most like 
heartbroken, smashed on the floor, like in a ball of tears. Right. And so in a puddle of tears. And so that's the choice. Like that's a choice you make when you choose to be so upset about something. And, and here's the thing. It's not about what it's not about is it's not about not honoring the feelings and emotions. Like I'm all about it. Hey, cry it out. Let's get it out. Okay. And then we like wipe our tears and we move on. We march forward. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, so we, I, yes, honor that. And, and I respect the feelings and emotions. It took me a while to get there. If I'm really honest with myself, I, I so had shunned being sad because I associated sad with oh my gosh, it means you're going to be depressed and take your life. So, but now I'm at a great place in my life where it's like, no, I honor and feel the emotions. Like PMS is real. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get back to like our best self because our best self, when we can be that source of light and love and happiness, that is so contagious. If I can be contagious of anything, I want it to be of happiness and I want it mm-hmm. to, I want to light people up. So I think that like, you know, unfortunately there was, and gratefully, like she pulled through and, you know, doctors were able to save her life and she's still here today. But because of that, I was able to see at a young age, what happens when we let our mind go crazy? Like if we don't tame that monkey mind of ours, the anxiety, which sometimes will turn into depression, which can turn into a lot of really ugly things can hurt you and can hurt the people you love and that love you. And that is a choice. And if we can like go to the gym, literally with our brains via meditation, with gratitude and truly practice on a daily basis, like even if you need to journal and write a list of like, Hey, this really sucks. Okay. Now I want you to write all the great things. And it's not a one-to-one ratio. This is like a hundred to one ratio of like, wow, it really sucks. Cause this brings up, this is a trigger of my childhood and this is why I hate going through this or whatever. And I want you to write 200 reasons why the things that you, that how it's helped shape who you are today in beautiful, beautiful ways. Right. Or whatever it is. So like really going through and stacking all the goodness of whatever it is that you're going through is such a powerful exercise. And it's not always easy. Cause like I said before, it's so much easier for the brain to go negative, but we have to see future pace. Where will that take you? And is that where you want to go? You are so much greater than that, right? Like you're destined for greatness truly. So like, let's get on that path to greatness versus like the path to like depression and despair. Right. So yeah, it's a choice. It's a practice. And I think you really just have to look forward and decide like that you get to choose where you want to go and then choose happiness and gratitude. (laughs) So true. And it's so funny because, you know, as we do get older, I swear, not only do the years just go by faster, but the thoughts, especially the negative spirals, they compound and the compounding effect as you know, because you're a smarty pants, it's exponential. And so then when you start to multiply that out by five years, 10, 15, 20 years, you're like, Oh my God, that's unbearable. If I stay down this rabbit hole, that's guaranteed to like, you know, make me miserable or guaranteed to keep me isolated and alone and, you know, unhappy. And certainly not looking for what I'm grateful for. So I love that because you're like, well, what else could this be? It's like, you know, if, if I want to stay here, I can, or I could just start to condition my brain and That's right. literally write out a list, you know, and I think writing it out is so helpful, right? Writing out a list of like all the things, the good things, the positive things that this taught me or... I learned from et cetera. Now I heard you sharing on your husband's podcast that the woman that you're speaking about was your mom. And Mm -hmm. I, that stopped me in my tracks. And I just, I had to pause and I started crying, not going to lie. And I don't mean for this to be super intense, right? Out of the gate. 
but that's where you got get it out. Sometimes I, you just got to get it right? out. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, <laughs> we're like, the storm comes the rain, right? <laughs> like we're two minutes into this, into this listen. And I'm crying because I had so much empathy and I was trying to in your sweet, sweet voice. And you could just, you know, hear the love in your heart for her and also the strength that that created for you. So I want to reflect on that for a moment because that is not something easy, but yet it seems more relevant now than ever, right? Because people are talking about, it, I think more than ever, which is important, but you, ha- you learned some antidotes to that, at least for you. And also you discovered your wow factor in the midst of that. So what were some other great, beautiful gifts out of that as part of your childhood? Out of the situation with my mom, that's such a great question. <laughs> Give me like a second. I mean, there's so many, I think, oh, here's the one for sure. It would be that in the moment when, when I was in the hospital room with my mom and had so pride out of my dad, he did not want to tell me that she had just tried to take her life. Mm. But when I finally got it out of him, the first question obviously is why, mm. you know, why, why would she do that? And how old were you? I was probably like, I mean, I was old enough, but probably not actually old enough to send the kids off to school. Cause when she was in the hospital, I had to, cause my dad had to work <laughs> anyway. So I want to say it was in like fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've always kind of, as a kid, I was kind of like a little, I felt like a little ahead. Like I was asking questions from my parents. Like, I mean, I guess all kids do that. They ask questions like, shoot, <laughs> she's already asking about this. Like, how do we like, <laughs> So anyways, I just kind of put the puzzle pieces together of how she got there because she went in overnight and my dad was like, oh, she was going to the grocery store. And I was like, no, she wasn't. You would never let mom drive in the middle of a snowstorm to the grocery store. Like, we're fine. We don't need any, like, come on. And so I just knew that something wasn't right. And finally I'd pried out of him that she had tried to take her life. And I said, why, why would she do that? And my dad, who is not a psychologist, child psychologist or a coach or anything of that nature. He's like been a construction worker his whole life. Bless his heart doing manual labor. I don't know how he does it, but he does. And he just said like the best he could come up with, which was insanely profound. Looking back on it now, he goes, this is how my dad summarized anxiety and depression and whatever else she was labeled with, which I won't divulge, but many labels. He said, Amanda, mom has voices in her head. And sometimes those voices don't say very good things to her. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's kind of like voices. Oh yeah, I have voices, you know, thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he said, voices, voices, thoughts, whatever. Of course, everyone has those all day long, no matter what age you are, unless you're like, I mean, even then I would say, even unless you're like a Buddhist monk, but even then that's why they, they we meditate. We all meditate, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not we all. I'm sorry. That's such a generalization. But this is why many people meditate is to quiet those voices, those thoughts, you know? And anyway, so when he, as he explained that, I was like, I totally could relate to that. And even though, you know, when you hear voices, it's like most adults be like, oh my, like that's kind of the, that means they're bad. Like you're schizophrenic or something. But as a kid, you don't know what that means. So you're thinking just the thoughts, thoughts, voices, whatever, they're all the same, but some are good and some are bad. And he said, uh, oh, and then I was like, I totally can relate to that because, you know, I think like, what should I wear today? Oh, I don't want to eat spinach. Where's my best friend? I wonder what she's doing. Can I go? You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. we're kids, adults, like we're all having this dialogue all day long until we stop and meditate usually. And so I could relate to that. And so as he said, mom's voices say really bad things to her and make her really sad. And I was like, 
oh, okay. So there's good voices and bad voices. So I need to know that like bad voices can lead to really, to lead to sadness, which will put me in this hospital bed, which will hurt people. And it was just really putting these puzzle pieces together of like what this really meant. So from there, that's a huge lesson that came from that. To be honest, it's probably the biggest lesson probably of my life that's really shaped who I am today and why gratitude and happiness and like constantly working on your mindset to be positive to a point, to be honest, where sometimes I literally have to be like, Amanda, turn it off because you're not being empathetic right now. Like you're literally like one of my best friends has literally said to me, like, I just need to like, I need you to feel this right now. Cause I was quick to be like, well, look at it from this point. Blah, blah, blah. That's really beautiful. But sometimes you really have to like stop and just be with them. And I'm, I am really good at that. I'm an extreme empath as well. So I'm very sensitive to people's energy and feelings mm-hmm. and which by default, cause I can feel it. I'll go to the bright side of things. And so I, I have to really actually tone it down sometimes, but yeah, that was a huge lesson for me. And I think it's one that we actually all can understand that like whether it's a you call it a voice or a thought it doesn't matter whatever things are going through your mind you know it could be a light soft cloud or it could be a dark rain cloud like let's make sure that those dark rain clouds like we acknowledge it we see it and we let it go and the soft ones you're like oh okay those are there like let's get back to the blue sky again you know I'm literally looking outside that's what inspired that I know you and I live in like, you know, such awful places in the States here. Like you're in Miami. I'm in Santa Monica. Come on. (laughs) It's like stunning out every single day, but we designed this life, right? Like it's by choice. I love it. But that's the practice of meditation, right? They say like, think what, as you're meditating to clear the mind, like think of your thoughts as clouds and just see those clouds as passing through. And like, that's that. So that's a true practice of meditation. And so that's what I, that's something I, I do. Like you said, it's an amazing lesson. I hope that you find that helpful as well to just understand that there's good ones and bad ones. And then fast forward. This beautiful movie comes out like years later that I swear I could have wrote because it's literally how I like shaped my whole life. It's called Inside Out. And I'm like, that's exactly how I've like pictured life, this whole or mindset and your mind and your thoughts my entire life because of that one talk with my dad who knew like these conversations we have with kids can truly shape their life, especially when it's, you know, amongst a tragedy, of course, there's significant life events like really shape who we are. And so it's up to us to turn those into really good things. And so Inside Out comes out. And I thought it was really beautiful. I think that movie actually also helped because, you know, there's a part of the movie where Joy puts, I think her name is Sadness. Joy puts Sadness in a circle and says, you stay there. Like mm. you're not welcome. And I that movie actually is what kind of helped me recalibrate into like, hey, sadness is okay. Like it's okay to be sad because in that movie, and if you haven't watched it, you must watch it. And it really is. Yeah. It it shows how like every emotion we have is important and is valid and we shouldn't ignore it or put it in a circle or not acknowledge it. Like just honor it, see it. And like a cloud, let it go. If it does not serve you and serve your best self and who you really want to be, you know, not even like who you believe yourself to be. Cause sometimes people don't believe like truly in themselves, 
but the person you want to become, which truly is probably the best version of yourself, right? So, yes. All right. Uh, no, <laughs> so good. I love this. And, and I love how you brought it full circle to a movie. So first of all, like Inside Out is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. And it is, yes, it's so profound in the way that they were able to put that together in a way where we could understand that as an adult, much less for kids. I mean, yeah. can you imagine if like we would have had this, but you did, you had your father speaking these nuggets in your ear. And, and I was fortunate enough to have two parents saying the same, which oh, I just that's love. so awesome. That's so beautiful. There's so, like so many people don't have that. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I know. We're extremely rare. And and at the time I was a little bit of a freak because my mother was very progressive. She was like this raw food veganist, you know, and meditated to the sunrise every morning of my childhood. And so, and, and well, it was extreme. I mean, for a while we didn't have a stove in the kitchen and she replaced it with like a wicker love seat. I mean, it was- Are you from California? Yes. <laughs> okay. I love it. So my parents like warned me. I am like, they call it, they say I'm from California. I'm like, no, I'm from Michigan. Cause I'm your daughter. Remember? <laughs> um, but it's so funny because like my parents in the Midwest, they're totally like, they're such Midwesterners and like the sweet as pie, the sweetest people, but like all that hippie stuff out West, like is so weird to them. And like, I totally do all of that. So now I'm their weird hippie child that like comes back to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but these go. days, these days it's like a high-end hippie, right? Because if you want the certified organic wheatgrass, freshly cut and juiced, I mean, it's like eight bucks an ounce. And I mean, it's, we were growing this in our tracked housing, you know, garage. It's just hilarious. I know it actually really was. And I wish I would have thought it was cool back then. But of course we were, we were freaks. We were, you know, different. But now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I just salute my mother every Bless single their day. souls for being- I know. Yeah. I know, right? Because it's so hard. What a beautiful, impactful moment with your father and your mother that gave really the gateway to that conversation and for her to be such a beautiful angel, right? Yeah. I love that. And I say that because you said it, yes, you came full circle. You're like, you know, mm-hmm. that really showed me that like thoughts truly do become things. And I am any of those thoughts, like you can choose to give them power or not, or just acknowledge that there are clouds floating by. And sometimes it seems really intense and severe and it produces thunder and lightning. And sometimes it's just a soft little white, cute cloud and it's all good because we don't have to give it meaning. Yes, that's right. Unless you choose to give it meaning. But you've mentioned meditation like probably six times. Where did, when did you find meditation? Yeah, I just want to speak, going back to that meaning, yeah. I'll talk about meditation, but you just mentioned something about meaning. I'm reading this book called Letting Go. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal. I just want to like recommend that everyone read that. I'm in a third person that, wait, who's the author? I want to say it's like David Hawkins, maybe. Oh, maybe I have it then. David R. Hawkins. It's so funny. Literally just talking all about that and about the meaning you attach to things. Like truly, like whether it's stress or anger or whatever it is, the only reason you're feeling emotion with it is because of the meaning that you're tying to that event that just happened. Anyway, so this is a beautiful book. Speaking of meaning and tying meaning to situations that happen. So I would empower you or your listeners to attach a really positive meaning to whatever you can. It will serve you much greater. I don't want you to ignore the lessons that come with it. And truly when something like bad happens, I do look for the lesson. So it's like, what's great about this? But then also like, what can I learn from this? Because even though it sucks when you're going through it, it's like, if you miss the lesson, it's going to happen again. (laughs) So let's figure out that lesson because that lesson's probably the goodness of it. So back to meditation though. So 
Wait, wait, wait. Now I have to unpack something even more. <laughs> We're such girls right now. But I, I know that I always ask what someone's thinking because they always send me a note. Like when you asked that, I was thinking it, but I didn't think you'd have the balls to go there. So here I go. Okay. Going back to that. Now I want to ask, okay, so yes, not ignoring or bypassing. Like when something comes up and you're like, wait a second, is there something here for me to really acknowledge, to really learn from, which I love. And I, and I hope I'm not treading too heavily here, but it seems like you're completely open. So I'll go until you tell me no. Too open sometimes. Uh, well, <laughs> is there such a thing? So I you're, you're, talk, so. you're talking to the wrong girl about that one. <laughs> I don't think so. I always say that I never met a stranger. It just doesn't happen. And I just assume everybody is that way. And then of course I'm reminded, I, I live in LA. I'm reminded like, nope, they're not all that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll still see them that way. <laughs> but anyway, at what point and maybe it was when your dad gave you that beautiful nugget of wisdom that, that was like life-changing at what, nine, 10 years old. Was it at that point though, that you realized the gift of this or, or did you have a different story, i.e. meaning for some time before you were able to really see the gift in her experience and, and the impact it had on you as a child? So the question is, did it happen? Did the lesson hit me immediately or take a little bit of time? I think that the lesson, well, for me, it came, it was very vivid. It was happening real time. I got it because I mean, it was so, I look like as kids, I don't think we really overthink things like or, <laughs> we, <laughs> apparently I'm still a kid. We are all kids, right? <laughs> anyway, as yes. kids, I think that kids, like they don't really overthink things. They just kind of take it for what it is with a, as adults. Like we tend to get a little over analytical, I think. So yeah. When I like at that age, I just took it for what it is. There are bad thoughts that make us sad. And so what would be the answer to that? Let's like pour sunshine and happiness on it. Like let's make mom happy. Mm. If we make mom happy, she'll get out of here. So the beauty is that at that age, I didn't understand the complexity that mental illness can be. And I say specifically, like I use those words intentionally can be not is like, let's not make this a permanent exactly. can be quite complicated, but let's work through those layers and get to the root and like, and dig ourselves out of this hole. Right. And so, yeah. or whatever it is. And so, so yeah, that lesson, I got it straight away and it was like, we need to keep mom happy right now that I will say now. And we end also with my thoughts. I need to really only pay attention to those happy thoughts because, or think happy thoughts and not sad thoughts. So, you know, it's not like, that sounds really like kid talk, but if we as adults can keep it that simple, like that's really powerful, right? There's a lot of power in simplicity. And so, yeah, yes. I applied it straight away. And like I said, I had to actually kind of recalibrate like my association with happiness and sadness. Cause to be honest, later down the road, I learned as I was older, I learned, they say mental illness is hereditary. And I was like, Oh hell no. You know, like <laughs> when I think I probably learned that in either middle school or high school, it was like, Oh, it's hereditary. And that scared the bejesus out of me. I was yes. like, Nope, it stops here. It's totally stops here. And, and luckily I, I had continued to, you know, focus on happy thoughts, make mom happy, make everyone happy. Like I don't want anyone sad because then sadness equals that, you know? And so, so much so. And then when I found out that, or heard that it's supposedly hereditary, that really scared me. And so again, I just kind of cultivated that, that like 
what am I trying to say? It like really made it even more like visceral for me that I must like really stay focused on like the positive, focus on the positive. Don't be sad because sadness to me was a downward spiral. I like was so scared to be sad because of where it would take mm. me because it was because I possibly was susceptible to going through what my mom had been through and so, or suffering, or, you know, with that. And so that's kind of how that unfolded until I got to a place where I think that muscle was so strong. And then, like I said, inside out came out. And then I think I realized like, and then to be honest, like, I think being in a relationship, I didn't think I would go here, but like being in a relationship with someone who is emotionally intelligent, Mm. that you feel you can actually like, you can cry in front of, and like, that's Mm. not going to scare them away that you can, you know? So I think the movie to like honor your feelings was one thing that helped me kind of like readjust. I would say I was too far off the deep end in happiness. Like, I don't want to say there's such a thing, but I think it's important to not neglect those other emotions. So the movie recalibrated me. And then two, being in a a really probably, not probably, most definitely the most significant relationship ever, obviously with Jarek. And then also the fact that he's a very like emotionally intelligent man really, really helped me to be comfortable with expressing sadness and getting through it. And there's literally been times that I've, I've like, I still, because I'm a woman and I shun myself like around that time of month, like emotions go a little bit crazy. I cry over a jelly bean or whatever. It's so silly. The next day I'm like, really, was I that upset over that? <laughs> Damn hormone, got me again. And so, cause I'm human. And like, there are those moments and I'll apologize to him. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like that wasn't my, that wasn't me. And he's like, that was you. And I love that part of you. And I just cry more. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I need to love that part of me probably a little bit more because I, I do hold myself to a standard, which is like, be the light, like shine the light on people. And like, so I, I still like kind of, I probably struggle with being sad sometimes or being emotional. And you know, that's like a whole nother story probably when it comes to business, like keeping that in check. But I think it is finding now, nowadays what that lesson looks like is honoring those emotions in a healthy way and then still make your, what's your point, your, your point of gravity? Like where do you gravitate to? Mm. And my, where I gravitate to is happiness. I always mm-hmm. go back there. I think what your listeners can learn from that is like really focus on what emotion do you gravitate to the most? Is it like, is it happiness, sadness, anger? You know, like there was like, for some people it's stress. I'm so stressed. You know, I'm so busy. Like that's their, that's their gravitate. That's their point. That's their, what do we call it? Gravitational point. Like a badge, like, like a badge of honor. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, in the negative, right? Like some people use busy and, it, and it's subconscious. Like they use busy, busy, busy for yeah. never having time for anything and, and just busy, busy, busy. So I mean, stressed. And that, that's such a great point. So I, that busy specifically for me, I, there have been times in my life, yes, I'm happy, but I was like busy and like, you know, I'm working on my MBA and I'm like, yeah, make a wish and I'm working full time. Plus I'm trying to have a social life, you know, in my twenties. <laughs> and like, what I realized was I was like, busy is stress, busy kind of like, what's the meaning with busy? It's like, Oh, I'm important. Or like, I'm so stressed or whatever my plate's so full versus like, I actually would offer this again to you or your listeners to swap busy. If that is what you gravitate to is I'm so busy. Let's change that for, I, I, I'm, I've been so, I've been so busy lately. Swap that for, I've been so productive lately. Yes. No, I love that. I'm not going to lie. Ever since I launched this podcast and all these amazing large group masterminds and, and a whole company that I'm scaling right now like crazy. Good for you. 
Get a girl. Thank you. It's all I say is I'm so busy. I'm busy. I'm, and I haven't had time for anything. And, but I caught it like a few weeks ago and I thought, I can't, this is not sustainable. My magic is when I'm balanced and when I have spaciousness in my schedule. And that's the only way that I can come from my heart and right, really access my true nature, which I think is also joy and gratitude and just the simplest, most sublime pleasures in life. But when I'm busy, 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 I miss it. And and then I don't have the magic and then the whole thing implodes. So it literally became mandatory for me to put on my calendar because if things get scheduled, then it happens. So I, and I got this from Alison Armstrong and I know you love her in that episode that you're going to listen to. (laughs) But she said, you know, especially for women that are quote busy and single, you know, I said, what do you have to say to those women? And she's like, schedule a date with yourself. Like it it could look like self-care or whatever, but like, and then by the way, most importantly, Go do those things. Don't blow it off and open up your computer again and answer like three more emails. Like close the computer and go out and do that thing. Yeah. And that has been life changing. So for three weeks now, I have more time off and I feel more balanced. And then it and it allows me to be in the moment more with you and anyone that I'm speaking to. Yeah. And you know, there's a I completely support that idea and I love it. And what I would add to that, just to like So let's talk about a little bit why that's so important that scheduling that time with yourself. I can only speak for a woman because I am one, but like Mm -hmm. as a woman, when I load my, and I love a full plate girl, like I love, I know, right. Let's get it done. And like, (laughs) what I realize is that like when I stack it too high and it's like overflowing, I'm not, I feel so like, wow, like I'm, I'm like, you know, hands on, I'm getting stuff done and building great businesses. My clients are crushing it. And like, I feel great there, but like, what am I sacrificing? And like, is this necessary? When, what ultimately kind of ends up happening is one, we tend to sacrifice sometimes our rituals and habits that make us our best self. We yep. tend to be so exhausted and, you know, st- kind of sometimes stressed, I hate to use that word, but it's true. Like we'll feel stressed. And that doesn't bring out that, like that glow that doesn't really bring out like that light inside of us that like real, our best self. Right. And so Allison's idea of like schedule the date and make the date happen. Like, first of all, that's just like that, how that let's we'll talk about how that's going to benefit. Like not just, you're going to feel great, but like, it's going to benefit everything and everyone around you to do even better. And I think where we get this wrong is we think like by ne- neglecting those, I'll get more done. Well, here's the thing. There's actually research behind this where is there research or did I just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say it's your own personal research. There, yes, per, we can all agree that like <laughs> we all have shower thoughts, do we not? Right. Yes. So there's shower thoughts, and the reason why we have shower thoughts is because our brain. This is where I think the research comes in. So our brain, when we are most relaxed, is when the creative part of our brain, like the creativity, just flows. That's why we have so many thoughts that just pop to us like in a shower because we're relaxed in a shower. So mm. us going and taking dates, personal dates with ourselves or artist dates, if you've read the artist's way, yes. these are beautiful ways to explore different sides of ourselves and to connect with ourselves, to love on ourselves and to relax and to get like, what, how beautiful. Literally, I just came down from the pool because we're building out like this whole business boot camp for our coaches. 
And like, it's a new syntax and everything. We've revamped it. And so I'm like, you know, I could work at the office today or I'm going to go work from the pool because I'll feel so relaxed or like, that's where like the juices get flowing. And like, I can really like crank out like the best content for these, our coaches. Right. And so yeah. So do the artist day. Alison Armstrong just delivers and everything she says truly is gold. And so, yeah. And also if you want to tie this back to business, she's probably t- kind of talking about a little about relationship and reconnecting maybe with the feminine and so forth, I would guess. Mm-hmm. But I, I also like, if you're a super businesswoman, it really is going to help your business and it's going to help your relationship or, you know, finding that guy. I've not met a woman. I know we're not talking about love and relationships, but I have to say, I haven't met a woman that's been like her plate so full and she's like, you know, overworked and stressed and she hasn't loved on herself, you know, like she's really feeling a bit like oh, exhausted. And like, that's when they met their man, you know, like, Hey, if you have write me, cause I'd love to research like how that relationship came to be. So I can share it with like girlfriends. I do know. But in the meantime, like girls that are being like over, like just kind of overworking themselves, like we have to take those dates and like reconnect whether you're in a relationship or not. Cause it truly just allows us to like reconnect with our heart and soul and like that beautiful, like pure essence of who we are and better connect with our relationship, uh, you know, the one that we're going to meet or the one that we're in a relationship with or our business or our clients or the great work that we're doing or whatever. So yeah, do the date. (laughs) It's so true. I love everything that you just said. And I'm just sitting here nodding, nodding, nodding. I wish that we were like in person drinking a green juice at your pool and having this conversation, but maybe we'll do that round two and we'll talk love and relationships because that's actually where I want to dig so deep with you because there's so much that we can learn. I mean, you both, you and your husband, you know, you really embody a beautiful, inspiring relationship. There's so much to say right now. Okay. Let me keep my my thoughts really straight. You were just talking about, oh, and if you ever do, like you were like, if you ever like meet the holy grail of a woman who actually found a man when she was completely stressed out and so busy that she had no time for anything else, but yes, she just happened to meet the love of her life, then let me know. You're right. Because there's no time. And Allison actually said this to your very point. She was like, a, a man knows too, like if he's truly also looking for someone significant, even though a man might not be conscious of that, but he's ready. He knows he's available for it, et cetera. And it would be awesome for her to show up or for him to find her. He asked a simple question, which is, when will you have time? Like, or mm-hmm. could you get together this week? And mm-hmm. a really quote, busy woman is like, shit, she has to look at her calendar. She has to look at the other calendar and the phone and this and that. And she's like, uh, three weeks from Thursday. And he's like, she has no time for me. And he's on to the next. And that's just the way it is. And then when I'm really busy and I'm climbing in the bed and I'm just like, it's midnight and I haven't watched TV in three days, which is how I like to to like numbness. Like I call it like numb, numbing out mindless television. Every once in a while I need to do that. That's how I can decompress. Anyway, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, how would there ever even be space for a man in all this crazy busyness? Yeah. And that's when I decided that's it. I'm following her advice. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and yeah. so I've been having dates with myself ever since, like two to three dates ever since. And it's only been a couple of weeks, but I'll keep Good you posted. you. <laughs> Yeah, it is super important like to close it all down and be like, you know what, this little empire, this legacy, all of this stuff that I'm creating that I will create because it's in me and I'm being pulled and I have to trust that. But I also have to know that my resources, my joy, my light, my wow factor, as you would call it, all of that, which is guiding me has to be restored, has to be, you know, preserved and has to be given a chance to to also just chill. Like you said, the shower time, it's like, that's really important. 
Yeah, really, yeah, really important. So where People was your last asking. date with yourself? Where'd you go? It What's was, there? well, it was Saturday actually. And I took my pup to the park. Oh, I have a one year, four month old puppy and I'm obsessed with him. And so I do play dates with him, like quality time, just the two of us. Oh. And we were out there. We're only going to be out there for like 30 minutes. And we were out there for like two hours. And I don't bring the phone 80% of the time. It's not for catching Instagram stories. You know, oh. it's like just us, you know, Beautiful. and yeah, just connect, connect, connect. In fact, I always pride myself on like, how many days can I go where I don't post on social media? Yeah. That's right. Cause I, I love that you don't bring the phone because I think like when I first got a puppy, puppies have that, put that magic song into you. And I would, I really recommend sticking with that. So it's so funny. It was like puppies remind you to like stop and smell the roses. Really? Mm. Like I was so head over heels for my dog. I'm like, I wasn't even looking at my phone. I was looking around. And what's beautiful is like, you took it to another level. You didn't even bring your phone. So good for you. I really love that. Like, and I would encourage like to like go on a date and like leave your phone. How awesome. And it's, yeah. That's awesome. Right? I know. And I had a, actually, so I've been trying a few dates here and there. And so one of the people that I had a date with, I don't think it was a romantic match for like a second date, but I love how he was like, I really want to acknowledge you for not having your phone out. And I'm like, oh. would, people, would people have a phone out on the first date? And he was like, Michelle, this is LA, like 95% of them do. And then they'll even check it in between conversation. And I'm like, that, that is a whole different level right there. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> I want to find out how you found meditation. Like, where did you discover it? Who turned oh you on? Oh my gosh. This is such a funny story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I've never been asked that question before. This really? is so- it's such a huge piece of your life. It is, but I, it's so funny. Well, I guess I've never, I, it, the question is usually, oh, what do you meditate with? Or like, how do you meditate? It's not, how did you find meditation? So I love that you asked this question. Mm, I hope you find it as funny as I do. So okay. like, like I said before, I'm from like a small town in Michigan where, you know, they're like, okay, California's, Californians are weirdos, like tree hug and hip. <laughs> I'm like, sign me up. I want to go. I know. <laughs> so, anyway, so I moved to California and I meet Jarek and like this guy, he's like, let's meditate. And I was like, oh, what? You know, I'm like doing yoga. And in yoga, you are meditating without even realizing it. If you're really like listening to your breath and you're in the, and you're, you know, focusing on the pose, that's a form of meditation. And let's just like start out with saying, there are so many forms of meditation. So like, don't punish yourself. You're like, I'm not doing it right. Yada, yada. So here's the thing. He starts out with like a chanting meditation. So Chanting is like really, I would say very intimidating slash uncomfortable for like a new, (laughs) I wouldn't give like, that's probably, that is literally when people think of meditation, that's what they think. And it scares them. So now there's things like headspace and like a bunch of other apps that like are really beautiful. And they start with just really simple, just like breathe in and breathe out as Mm -hmm. thoughts go by, like think of them as clouds or a balloon and let them float away. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just breathing and like clearing and like letting the thoughts go. Right. And trying to get to a place where there are no thoughts. You're just listening to your breath. That is like beginner one. Oh, actually beginner one-on-one would probably be yoga. Cause you're not even thinking about meditating. It just accidentally mm-hmm. happens. And then level two is where you're like, you know what? I should try this meditation thing. And so you download headspace and you do it with your breath. And then like, I don't know, whatever, however many levels there are, but chanting is like, dude, that's like the real like hippie kind. I'm just like I'm using this term, but whatever. Like that's like the hippie stuff that scares people away. Right. And he's like, let's meditate. And he like, 
starts doing this or chanting and literally wait, wait, hold on. How long were you guys dating when he was like, meditate with me? Let's chant. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, was it like two dates in five dates in like, where were we? You know what I love about this? We were so real with each other. So it was probably like within the first month or two and probably the first month, actually, it was like pretty much out of the gates. Like we were kind of at this, like, like, Hey, this, we're very transparent people. Like this is you, this is what you get, like love it or leave it. And so we really loved and respect that about each other. And so, yeah, so he shared it with me and that's how he is. Like if, if you get to know him personally, he's just like, he's so brave. Like for me, I'm like, Oh, I, you know, we get, we, we get so worried about people liking us. Mm. Like, oh, if I put this on, they're going to think I'm weird. Or what will they think? Yada, yada. Like, he doesn't do that. He's like, if you're not into it, you're not into it. Like, he, like, which is really beautiful. So he's like, hey, like, you want to meditate? And I was like, sure. Okay. <laughs> and so we sit down and he throws on this chant. And he's like, just, just sing along with it. And I'm like, are you serious right now? And I'm like, um, so, um, like, this is so weird. And I'm kind of like looking out of one eye, like over at him, like, is he really doing this? Are we really doing this? Am I really doing this? Is this how it works? <laughs> totally failing probably. And so that was how I was introduced to meditation. And it really oh took God. me a while. And I really wouldn't start that. That's not how I usually start meditation with people. <laughs> but it's so funny because that meditation is one of our favorite ones. I can give you the link to it. It's so oh, beautiful. It's, it's really like, I mean, that is part of meditation. When you're in your head like that, you, that means you need to meditate. You actually need oh, to meditate. Oh, I know. <laughs> because <laughs> that, that literally all those thoughts are all the reasons why you need to be meditating. So yeah, that was my first. And then from there, like I would say now the practice is like, I love a good guide in meditation. Like the chants are good and we'll do those together. And even then I, I prefer to do them with people than on my own. Maybe I'm just not advanced, advanced level, but whatever. Mm. I love a good guided meditation and like insight timer. The app is phenomenal yep. for guided meditations. And then do you have any favorites off, off of insight timer, any favorite guides? Oh or- yeah. Let me, I can pull it up while I'm looking it up. There's this one called morning ritual, which is really good, but there's this mm. one called, um, I got to pull it up, but Jarek and I will do those chanting ones still together. And it does, it actually, it's pretty nostalgic now. Cause it's like one of the first, like like it's like a very memorable moment of my first meditation and like him and us together and stuff. Let me go to my bookmarks and it is morning meditation by Jonathan Lehman. I want to say it's like one of the probably most popular ones. And he takes you through, I want to say it's like seven or 10 affirmations. And like, if you really just like meditate on those, they're so powerful, Michelle. They're like, one is like, when I am patient, I cultivate confidence. And I was like, Mm. if you just think about that, you're like, wow, isn't that the truth? Like the more I am, why, if I'm not, if I'm patient, you have to be confident that it's all going to work out. When we work so fast and busy and moving, it's almost like, are you confident it's going to work out? Otherwise you wouldn't be rushing. Would you like, if you're really confident that it's all going to work out just as it's meant to be like you, you're able to slow down actually. So like, and patience for me is a big one. I'm always working on that because I'm not the most patient person. So yeah, his affirmations in there are just beautiful. But yeah, Deepak's always a great one. I love a good guided meditation or just like Shavasana and yoga. And, yeah, oh, Shavasana is the only reason I go to yoga. Right, don't we all? Yeah. But yeah. I, the, first, the first time you went, it was probably really uncomfortable, right? No, the first time I went was actually almost in your neck of the woods. It was Florida, but it was on the Gulf side. I was in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida for three years. I love St. Pete. 
I know if I had any family there, I swear I would have stayed because I love the job. <laughs> I love the little town, but it was just too far away from Santa Monica. Um, Santa but Monica anyway, yeah, I know, I know. I'm so, Santa Monica is definitely my soulmate. I'm very grateful and it's never lost on me. But going back to my one of my very first yoga classes, because I did take a couple here in LA, but I'll never forget. Did you ever try power yoga here with Brian Kest in Santa Monica? Not yet, but I will. Oh, well, so many people did way back. This was like 15 years ago and he was like the hottest thing around, literally and figuratively, <laughs> but, um, and still is. Really great guy. On my left was Drew Barrymore. On my right was Charlize Theron. No joke. This was like one of my very first shows. And I'm like, this is crazy. This only would happen in LA. And I just felt intimidated. And I was like a girl who like only did spin classes and, and I wasn't ready. Fast forward to, I get a Groupon sent to me by someone. Clearly someone was thinking I needed yoga. And it was like unlimited yoga. yoga. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. 30 days of unlimited yoga for 20 bucks. And I'm like, wait a second. That's what one class is in LA. And so I thought it was a typo. I called them up and I'm like, I think there's a typo on your marketing. And she's like, nope. And anyway, I went, Yoga Blue was the name of the little studio. I wore an ex-boyfriend's XXL t-shirt that hung to my knees. I wore those big baggy boot cut, you know, legged pants that like nobody has worn for like 15 years. And I remember trying to do a chaturanga and I, you know, I used my knees. And I thought, okay, well, that's fine. But I still had no upper body strength and I collapsed to the, the mat. And, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wasn't upset about it because I was like, well, that's okay. You know. And by the end in Shavasana, I just tears and tears and tears. Mm. In quiet, like nobody knew and the lights were dimmed. I actually could just cry thinking about it. And Mike was his name. And and he was the instructor, like 80 years old, and I think smoked cigarettes. I don't even know. But like, but his voice and everything about him was so soothing. And he never knew I cried. But that's not the point. The point is, is that it spoke to my soul. So yoga is everything. And then I went on to, to do the 500-hour teacher training program. And I taught it for a year just, just to be of service. But yes, I agree. Yoga is for everyone. And now I think that meditation is not unlike yoga. Like I, I think yoga is even more advanced than what you're describing of the guided meditations. Like once you really show up and you're present on your mat, you don't see anyone in the room. You don't even know what's happening. You're just so aligned with your breath and sinking it to movement. And it's so deep, but that takes mm-hmm. a while to get there. Let's not lie. But still, I, meditation I, I still is close key. my eyes a lot in yoga just so I don't, so I can just like stay connected with myself. If I open my totally. eyes, I start looking around. I just do it. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, of course, it's just, but it's so deeply it's meditative, and I freaking love it. And I like to use the F word when I teach yoga and when I talk about yoga. Just kidding. <laughs> no, sometimes I do. So the meditation, I have no doubt. You know, especially that that wonderful nugget that you said is like, when I'm patient, I cultivate confidence. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, if you really unpack that, it's so true. Because it's when we're impatient that we try to rush to get things done. Because we think that if we get things done, then we're somehow going to be enough. Or we're in control, right? Oh, so true. Yeah. 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 And so how has meditation helped you to cultivate your gratitude mindset? Mm, I think actually because meditation has allowed me truly to like really slow down and like savor each Mm. moment it allows more space for gratitude in your life. Totally. So I think that would probably be the, the main, that's like the first thing that I just felt as you asked that question. 
it allows me to see more clearly. So it's a lot easier to get to a like a grateful mindset, right? Because it's not like, as you practice meditation, you're able to just like, it sounds so cheesy, but like truly see things more clearly and like see the whole picture. You're not like in the weeds, you're looking at the forest now Mm. and you can see all that it has to offer. And from that place, you can really like, just, it's not getting caught in the moment and like letting those, you know, emotions or monkey mind, like spin out of control and, and whatever. It's like really allowing yourself to just be and see the moment for exactly what it is. And from that place, you can really see the beauty of it. Again, if we want to use the sky as an analogy, like if you, if you weren't meditating, you just focus on that one rain cloud, Oh, the rain cloud's coming. But if you stop and like with meditation, you're able to just like, not get caught up in that rain cloud coming your way, but instead look all around at the whole sky and really mm. take it in and, and savor that moment. Go, wow, it's still blue sky over there. Wow, look, there's the rainbow, right? Mm-hmm. And like really like, and that would be what you're grateful for. Oh my gosh, like had I not stopped and like slow down and really take in everything and like just see it for what it is, I would have totally missed that rainbow and been so focused on like the rain cloud coming in. Again, it sounds really cheesy, but like, it's true. Like it, that's no, how we that's love cheesy over here. That is totally meditation for me. And, and that's how it feels. And I recommend like if that everyone try it on for a size and at least do 10 minutes a day, do insight timer, do a guided meditation and just like go in a space where, and go in a quiet place and and just be there and, or maybe do like a gratitude meditation. And like the only thoughts that come through are all the things you're grateful for. Yes. Yes. And then with that, it's it just, it, it's such a de-stressor too. like things in business, like don't, they won't set me off the same way when I'm meditating or people or places or things or whatever. You're just kind of like, ha like, that's cool. Like all good, you know, <laughs> we'll sort it out. And I'd rather be when it comes to working with my clients or working in our businesses or in my relationships, whether you know, with my husband or friends or family, I'd rather be the person that like, instead of getting caught up or even with this like political climate, instead of getting caught up in it. Like when we can meditate, we able to, we're able to approach the situation and the people of like, again, that energy, which is more soothing and more, and like radiates love and like peace or whatever, like just like more like comforting, like warm vibes than it's, <laughs> Sounds so Californian right now. Like mm. you're just able to come from a better place of like shedding that love and light for them. And again, when we go all the way back to the beginning of this conversation, when we talk about what what kind of person, like if you could be like contagious of any sort of feeling or emotion, mm. like once you want to be the one that's love and light and that makes people feel good. Like I don't know about you, but that's that's me for sure. And so meditation allows me to get to that place and be that source of light or love or like, hey let's just like take a couple of breaths. I know that this is like this email blast went to the wrong group of people, whatever. Like it's all good. <laughs> like, right. It's not a federal crime. Everyone is going to be okay. And by the way, even if it were a federal crime, we'd, we'd all be okay. <laughs> and that's right. And so here's the thing. And one thing that we've talked a lot about in this that I, I kept wanting to mention is like, I like to do a lot of things. I kind of, I do kind of a lot of like, aside from meditation, which is so great for the brain on multiple levels. And there is research to back that, which I won't mm-hmm. recite because I'm terrible about reciting <laughs> research. But anyways, this is why people are crazy about it right now because they've found so... Like, we think we know a lot about the brain. We don't. Like, we, we're learning so much about it. And one thing is the impact that meditation really has on the brain. And so, mm. but one thing that... One tool that I use, I use like these little like 
like mindset, like trick. I do these mindset tricks on myself. And one that I do in addition to cultivating gratitude and getting which immediately snaps, there's no space for fear, sadness, doubt, whatever, when you're coming from a place of gratitude or envy or whatever, when you come from, when you can really get grateful, they're like, that's it. That just like fills your mind and heart and soul. But the other thing I like to do with that is like the rocking chair test and the rocking chair test. If you're not familiar with it is where like you think of yourself when you're 80 years old, sitting in a rocking chair and you're looking back on your life and all of the things that you've accomplished and all of the things that you're grateful for and all of the things that just like you're so proud of, of who you've become and, and, and the ways that the impact you've had on the lives or whatever that is. So you do that rocking chair test and you look back on your life. And like what I like to do is like whatever is kind of like, I'm whether it's what I'm working on or what I'm focused on or what's really causing maybe a little bit of like unease in my life or feels like pulling me a little out of alignment. I look, I go to my future self rocking in the chair, looking back on my life. I'm like, is this going to make me proud? Am I going to look back on this and be like, good job. Good job, man. I'm so glad that you made that decision. I'm so glad. One thing most recently was, and I'll, I'll keep this really short, but one thing recently was we launched this brand and it really took off. It, it was doing really well. And I'm, we're doing a bunch of different things, but I was working on this brand with a client and it, it really took off. I was like part investor in it. And what happened was I realized it was really pulling at like, it was taking away like more time from my relationship. And I value our, my mm-hmm. relationship so, so much, my, my mm-hmm. husband and our relationship. And so I was just like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And I do that rocking chair. And as much as I'm like, you know, so stoked and grateful to be part of this, like something doesn't feel right. And, you know, I'm coming to him, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And I'm trying to like love on him, making food and da, da, da. And I'm like, just doesn't, something doesn't feel right. I do this rocking chair test. I'm thinking like, I'm looking back and I'm like, is right now investing my time and energy and effort into this, even though it is making bank, like (laughs) it's not like something doesn't feel right. Am I more proud of that? I cut this thing prematurely. I was like, you know what? You can have my part. Thank you. And congratulations on your success or that. And that I have more time with my husband to like laugh over silly things and make Mm. more delicious food for us instead of throwing something in the steamer, you know, like really quick, like really pouring love into things that like, and spending more time in the things that like are really my highest values, which is love. Maybe more proud of that Mm. or more proud of the fact that like, Oh, look, we made, you know, a bazillion dollars, like because of this one thing. No, I'm not because right now it's taking away time Mm. from that matters most to me, which is my relationship. So that rocking chair test I do on the regular. And I'm like, if this isn't what I'm proud of when I'm 80, it's got to go. Whether it's a decision, whether it's a, like, usually, usually it's a lot of business things because those tend to take up most of our time, but you know, it can be anything. And it's just looking on it. Like, Hey, when I'm 80, am I going to be proud of this moment? Is this really going to like build, like create that legacy that I want to live and leave in the world? Do you know what I mean? And if the answer is no, like it's got to go. And if the answer is yes, like carry on, you know, and that's a, that's a regular practice of mine. So that is so cool. And I love that tool because it's an instant takeaway that my listeners can apply to their life right now, because I just pictured myself 80 years old and in the rocking chair and I got teary eyed. Cause I'm like all the things that I'm busting my butt on right now. And some of it is so important, right? And it's like, yes, this is my legacy and it's the impact that I want to make and it's love fueled and I'm, it's all about service. But there are other things where I'm like, that is not worth it. 
it's just not worth it for it to, for it for me to let it stress me out like that. Right. And and what I am so inspired by as I listen to you talk so many many things, but one is very clear to me is how often you self-regulate by being yeah. completely <laughs> self-aware, right? You've yeah. even mentioned it you're like I I calibrated, I regulated and I'm like, you're able to check yourself. And this is a huge mindset skill that I want people to develop develop as well, which is like, don't just believe that thoughts come by, like start to look at them as clouds. Don't just, you know, assume that this should have your full attention because it's making bank. Start to ask yourself, how does this match up? I get the chills because I know this is true. Yeah, whatever. I'm just letting you know, I got the chills right now. Gave yeah. myself the chills. That's even better to mention out loud. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this is really good. But as you're, as you're doing that rocking chair, you know, test as your future self is reflecting back on, it's like, no, 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 no. Don't let this take you over and run you right now because this is this is going to compromise the other things that this rocking chair moment actually fully embodies if you allow for more space for it. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. And I hadn't, I mean, obviously I've heard people talk about the rocking chair, but not really in a way where you're checking it regularly. That's just, that's a wonderful mindset. That's a ritual and a routine right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So speaking of, I asked Jarek the same and I'm curious, what are your, what's your morning routine? I know you meditate, but what is like a typical day provided, you know, you're in your typical day. I know you guys travel a ton, but let's say you're home and in your, or regardless of home, what does your morning routine look like that helps you get after all these things that you're getting after that match up to the rocking chair moment? So I have to say that this is a very intuitive thing for me. So there's kind of like a grab bag of things that I do and based and all of these things obviously bring out my best self and make me feel great and energized and provide clarity and so forth, allow me to walk in purpose. And, but from there, it's not like Jarek is probably like, I I didn't listen to his episode yet, but I'm embarrassed to say (laughs) I will right after this. No, please. You live with him. You probably know what he would say. Although I will say he spent 80% of the the conversation talking about how he met you and the commitments that you guys made in the beginning. I mean, it was all about love. I mean, and we did not know it was going to go there. It just went there. And that's why it's one of my favorites of all time, regardless that it's my podcast. Like I'm like, I love this guy. Now I love his wife. I have to meet her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like, he, he has a little bit, he's like a little bit more. And I think not just him, but like most people, like a lot of people that talk about morning routine, like they're kind of like, I do that, 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 like someone Mm -hmm. for the most, like, that's what I've kind of noticed. But for me, it's a little bit more of an intuitive approach. So I definitely make sure I do things that make me feel my best self, right? And sometimes, you know, if I didn't get to, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not 100% there yet. I'm 80%, but I really got to take this call. I will, I'm going to do it right after that call. So my point is with me, it's kind of something like if I wake up, I will, if I wake up, when I wake up, <laughs> I will either do my morning pages, which is writing three pages from the artist's way. And I, to be honest, I don't always hit three, like rarely I do at least a one or one or two pages. And I I like to end that practice with getting any doubts that I may have. And sometimes I just make them up. I'm just like, you know, I don't really feel it, but like, if I were to doubt something, what might it be? And that might be a very subconscious kind of thing that's like creeping in. And then I write that out and I cross it out. And then I write the very opposite of it. So it's like, I don't know if I'm a great, maybe I have a lot of copywriter. And I'm like, I'm not the best copywriter. And I cross it out. I'm like, I am 
a phenomenal copywriter. I mm. evoke emotion, da, 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 and I just like kind of like write an affirmation and my morning pages. If I do that, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll go straight into meditation. Um, and I'll meditate for ten minutes. And if the meditation, if I was a little off, I'll do another ten minutes. Sometimes I run to a like straight to a workout class. But I would say more often than not. So my the answer is I kind of have a grab bag of things. It's either morning pages, meditation a workout, possibly a breathing exercise, possibly meditating with Jarek. Jarek and I used to go on a gratitude walk. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it was my favorite thing ever. We do it sometimes now, but not as like, we're just setting up a new ritual together in Miami So because we're, we're pretty new here. So, and our schedules are a little bit different right now. So that was my number one favorite thing. We'd walk every morning and recite what we're grateful for to each other and what we're excited about with each other. And we're holding hands. My, my love bucket is just overflowing and like, we feel good. <laughs> So gratitude is definitely there in the morning. But right now, what I've realized is like, I kind of fell into like, like a very like, what's a word, almost robotic thing. And I was like, I don't know, like this doesn't just kind of feels like I'm going through the motion. So most recently I've actually mixed up and it's a little bit more intuitive approach as is my workout, as is my diet. Like what I'm eating, it's very intuitive. And that probably has been the best ritual and habit I've had that I feel so good about. Cause instead of just going through the motions, like I got to recite my incantations or whatever. It's like, that is important, but like, wh- like gauge where you're at right now and really listen to your body and your mind and your heart. Like what's it really need right now? It's never, the answer is never to skip it. It's always to do it. But like out of these, like this magical bag of awesomeness that you get to do to fill your best self, like what is your body and mind and heart really need? That's kind of how I roll with it. And I, and the reason why I share that is because I feel like when we talk about morning rituals, people are like, Oh, I'm doing it wrong. I got to do this. What's the secret sauce. So I would offer, you know, you and your listeners be like, let's get really intuitive. And like, what, what, like, yes, try these things all on for size, but like, you know, whether it's like Warren Buffett or, you know, Jarek Robbins or whoever it is, like mm-hmm. it's just cause they do a morning routine. Like that's what works for them. And Jarek, I know personally, he would tell me like, it wasn't always that way. And the reason why it is that way is because he figured out what worked for him. And then he's done it for many years. So he doesn't really change his morning routine. For me, I feel like I'm, like you said before, it's like kind of like I'm regularly recalibrating based on whether it's the the day, the season, the time of the month, whatever it is, like, what do I really need right now? Some days I don't need a crazy cardio workout and I need like, I want to build more muscle or whatever. I need more yoga. So that's, that's what I offer. I love that. And I, I'm assuming that, and for those of you, you listening, especially my female listeners, which is predominant, that intuitive muscle that you've built. My guess is, is that you have been able to condition that based on the portal opening that meditation has given you, right? Yeah. So it's like, it gives you access to your intuition because there's people listening to me like, yeah. I don't even know. I'm so busy. I'm trying to get the kids to school. And then I'm trying to get to work or not get to work or start this business or, you know, whatever they're trying to ramp up. And it's like, right. So this is a big message to slow it all down. So whatever the routine is for some, it just might be slow it down. Yeah. And like you said earlier, maybe just be more patient right now and give yourself a break. That could yeah. be the ultimate self-care. It's like, you know, quell the inner critic that says you're not doing enough or that you should be doing X, Y, Z, or you should be doing it according to Jarek Robbins or now even Amanda Robbins. Like, well, I'm not even doing that. It's like, that's okay. If you just do a little bit, right. Just a little bit, you know, I love that whole progress equals happiness thing. And it's just so true. My final question, because we've covered so much, my goodness. I mean, it's just been so yummy is, and I ask everybody this because everyone has a complete 
completely different answer, which I just love when you talk about that magical grab bag. This is for my listeners to be like, oh, well, maybe I could try that one on right now. And not to put you on the spot, but how would you define fulfillment? Mm. This is that rocking chair moment, most likely. It really is. It's funny right? you, you were going to ask that. And then I still was like, oh, um, that's such a beautiful question. This question always makes me cry a little just because it's like, it's the ultimate. It's like, what else is there in life? What do we want? We just want to be fulfilled. Yeah. I find, gosh, I feel so deeply fulfilled just simply by being able to help someone else. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting. I've been trying to actually like not use help so much because I don't know that we all need help per se. I think we're beautiful and we're great just the way we are, but just to be able to like maybe serve is the word. I feel yeah, great yeah. fulfillment by being able to like serve another human being. So be that in the form of like yesterday, we were with a, a very dear friend of ours who's going through a really tough time and she was sharing. And I was like, do you need a hug? And she was like, not yet, but I will mm-hmm. like, let me keep working. And it's like, I just like, if the hug was what I could do to like, you know, and so it's like, just to give her a hug when she really, really needed it was like that. I found greatly fulfilling Mm. to be able to, you know, help someone, you know, we work with business owners a lot. And so to help someone with their business and think about a new way to like get their product or service out into the world and touch someone's life, I find great fulfillment in that. And like, being a great friend for someone or helping them again with their business or like to cook someone a meal that like makes them (laughs) smile. Like I find just fulfillment. And I think just like touching another's life and, and either loving on them or like when I say that, I mean like whether it's a hug or making them laugh or smile, Mm. it's really something little. And I think it kind of goes back to that, like that light, like shining the light on people. And like, they really feel like, beautiful and loved and cared for and worthy and all those things. Like if I can serve them in that way, I find ways to do that. And I find great fulfillment in being able to do that. And at the end of the, at the end of my life, I know that, you know, we have these big goals and dreams and I, I undoubtedly will be in a rocking chair, probably somewhere looking out at the ocean and like be so grateful. And that I was able to, even on like, the simplest ways, like be able to touch someone's life like that and feel a deep sense of fulfillment. That is beautiful. I just love that answer so much. It was so dynamic and from your heart and just it's such a great everything I would have hoped for. Loaded, like <laughs> simple. It is like so much in that question. And I think like, I love that you asked that question too, because, you know, it really puts things in perspective that like, what are we really going after right now? Right? Like mm-hmm. we're working so hard for this thing, but like Jarek and I, we really love like, and he might've shared this on the podcast, but like one thing that we, we really focus on is getting the message to the person that needs it the most at the moment they need it. Mm-hmm. Yes. We want to impact billions of lives around the world. And we'll get there one day, but right now, like, let's just focus on like the simplest, most purest, sweetest moment of life and like Mm. pour love into that like moment and like, wow, fulfillment. Like, let's make this easy to achieve people. Like, let's not make it so hard. (laughs) 
exactly. Let's make the rules be super simple. I love that. And that's been a theme in this conversation. It's like, you know, the simplest truths, it's like the easiest things. And well, the simple things are usually not easy because we complicate them as adults or as humans really. But the simple things are really the magic of life and it's the joy and it's the shower thoughts, right? It's the rocking chair moments. It's the sublime connection between two humans when their guards are down and they're just really there to serve and love and uplift one another. And that's what you do every day in your world, in your own way. And what you as a couple do with Jarek and it's just such an honor to get to know you and know that you're out there making such a beautiful imprint and shining your light on everyone you meet. And I can't thank you enough for your time and for sharing your gratitude mindset, which is just so contagious. Back to your word. And I'm very excited about our 2.0 conversation where we'll talk love and relationships. That'll come up like in a few months. We'll, we'll have to get that one back. Oh in the my book. gosh, it's so good. It's going to be like the longest episode ever. Thank you for doing That'd this. It'll be like a seven hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn it into a mini series. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you so much, Amanda. Can't thank you enough for your time. And for anyone who wants to learn more about you, hire you for you know coaching services for their business, individual, family, couples, etc. Where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram as Peace Loving Gummy Worms. It's just it's fun. That's more like I think what what you said, Jarek. Like he does a lot of like coaching and like really he shares all of that goodness. So follow him for sure. And then mine is really like it's definitely personal, but really good insights that I do love to share with people to find to you know feel inspired or like think about life in a different way or cultivate gratitude and so forth. So peace, love, and gummy worms on Instagram. Hopefully, I make you laugh. It's fun. Yes, I love it. <laughs> For business business, if you want to talk shop and like dive into your business and talk about ways to grow it, whether it's generating more traffic, leads, customers, you name it, just anything strategy and and growing your business, then I would say stop by strategicgoldhq.com or just email me and tell me that you listened to this episode and we'll dive into a 30-minute business growth strategy session with me and we'll talk about your business and I'm sure we will be able to like easily spot where we can generate probably six figures in your business that you're not even touching. It's just there. That's the power of having a coach in your corner. So my email address is amanda at strategicgoldhq.com. And yeah, those sessions are always really fun and insightful and they're totally free. So let's- Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, my uh, listeners are going to love that. And I'm hoping that some of you guys really take her up on that because that's a very generous, priceless conversation there. And I love it. All right. Perfect. Peace, love, and gummy worms. (laughs) I love it. Don't get me wrong. You have plenty of coaching inside your wow factor, which is shining love and light and laughter on the world and on the simplest things, which always make my heart smile. So once again, thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to the next conversation. Oh, thanks, beauty. Have a great one. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend and you can head on over to iTunes to leave me a review. That would be so appreciated. And of course, if you like to reach me directly with any comments, questions, or feedback, you can do so at themindsetmashup.com. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to hearing from you.